Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to OMITU Podcast. Yo, yo. Featuring by Sharon Brian. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? What's up with you, man? How you feeling? Hey, man. It's your world. I can't complain at all. How you doing today, God? I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Shit, 2 a.m. in the morning. You know, just got done. I mean, not done, but I was just making some music. Hey, that's always, that's always good. That's always good. It's always, hey man. They they say we don't we don't need no sleep. They they, they say just keep working, man. I don't I don't know how true that is. You know, sometimes I need sleep. Sometimes I just be on the grind. <laughs> when I'm on when when I, when I got 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 time, and you know what I'm saying, it's time to work. It's just time to work. You know what I'm saying. And no sleep, no nothing can deprive me from that. You know, straight up. I mean, shit. Bosses sleep, <laughs> yeah, because they got other people working for them. But we we ain't got that luxury. <laughs> we trying to get there, buddy. Oh, me. Oh, but me. I had a couple questions for you, man. Uh, and I'm pretty sure your listeners want to know, like, you know, what is OMITU? Um. Oh, that's the one you want to start off with. Was on on me too. One in you. Well, okay. Um, me too. One mind in the universe. That's what it stands for. Um, you know, it was something that uh, actually, when we was in, in college, a lot of people don't know this. Listen to this. We not listen to this. That uh, me and Brian here, we actually, um, we was in college together. Just so, and um, uh, same during whole whole nine. And uh, yep. Me too. One mind in universe is 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 basically a a collection of um, of thoughts. It's a collection of energy. It's translating um, the law of attraction into an actual philosophy. It's, it's you know what I'm saying. It's basically stating that when two minds, when two people connect with each other. That is never for no reason. It's always because of both of it was always because of both of the minds that attracted when they came together that it was because they focused on each other and they didn't even know it because they was honing in on the same thing. Yeah, and, and like with with that with that energy, I feel what you mean because like I know my ringer was just off right and I'm mm-hmm. like Dang, you know what? I got a call by share. As soon as I picked up my phone, I had just missed your call. Exactly. So, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? We we have the same thoughts, the same ideals, the the same know-how, the same grind, the same, you know what I'm saying, uh, end process in life that, that, you, that we want to accomplish. So, you know what I'm saying? That brings all our minds together and we connect with other minds and, and, and that makes our... our job that much easier and that much worth it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what the one mind in the universe is, is you know, you get that feeling when you and somebody else just be connected. Like you know you know what it is because it's like, yeah, I feel it. You feel it. Yeah. Like it's not a coincidence. It's, it's that one mind in the universe. Tap in. Tap in. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so uh another question that everybody been dying to ask, man, because they don't know where you're from. They don't know if you're from Oakland. They don't know if you're from St. Louis. They don't know if you're from Atlanta. <laughs> they don't know where you're from. You they be don't all know, over the place, be, baby. What's be, going on? I'll be traveling, man. I'll be, I don't know where I just be trying to get from. In my mind, I feel like you just got an experience on me. Like, we only got one life, bro. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we only got one life. And I just don't want to live nowhere my whole fucking life. Uh huh. So where are you? So tell them where you originally from. Yeah, I mean, I'm originally from. I was born in Oakland, California. Yep. I was I was born at home. I was born in a tub. I was a natural birth. My mom had me naturally. Mm-hmm. She she let the um, umbilical cord stay on until it fall until it fell off. <laughs> the whole nine. The whole nine. The whole yes. nine. I, I wasn't vaccinated, none of that. Um, but I, I, I ended up moving to St. Louis around like the age of eight or seven, one of those. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I lived out there until I graduated high school, basically. And uh, so I was born in Oakland and raised in St. Louis, basically, because right. I got that's where I met all my homies and friends and things of that nature. So, yeah. So speaking of speaking of homies and friends, man, how was your high school career, man? <laughs> High school career was pretty cool. I was like, I was one of them people that was like, I wasn't, yeah, I was in my own lane. Yeah, there you go. I was in my own lane. I wasn't like no cool motherfucker. I wasn't no nerdy motherfucker. I was just in my own thing. I was just doing my own thing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hang out with like groups of motherfuckers or nothing like that. I was just, everybody seen me. They knew who I was, but. Mm-hmm. I was just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was just one of them type of people, but I was always just like, and I was a class clown. I ain't gonna fake it. <laughs> so you being the class clown, right? <laughs> but I wasn't. A, I was like a half class clown. Like sometimes I clown, but I just. Be so how, how did your clowning get you with the ladies, man? How, how, what, what was that about coming up, man? Like. You know what I'm saying? You stuck to one woman. You know you had 17 in one week. What, 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 what's that about? Nah, nah. Uh, like, like, okay. Uh, that's getting these ladies. Look, listen to him. Like, he, he cracking up, man. Like, I don't know, man. Tell us something. We need to hear something, man. All right, so in high school, uh, I always wanted to have one girlfriend. Uh huh. Like that was how I was in high school. Like I would talk to women, multiple different women, but I would see which one I wanted to be my girlfriend. Yeah. And then whichever one that ended up being becoming my girlfriend is who I was fucking with until I guess we either fell out. You know what I'm saying? Like in high mm-hmm. school, like I definitely like I was one of those loyal motherfuckers toward. Yeah. I get into a relationship, like, I'm not cheating, I'm not doing none of that. And okay. actually, you know, a lot of women in my high school, they actually wanted me, but I wasn't never on none of them. I mean, I would flirt with them, but I wouldn't, yeah. I, was, I was never, I never, like, talked to nobody at a high school, actually. I was always, actually, the only girl I talked to at, at my high school, her name was Heather. And that was the uh-huh. only one. I, was the only one I went out with. Like, okay, shout out Heather. Shout out Heather. <laughs> um, and she was hella cool too. I, I am. Actually, she yeah, she was hella cool. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, we ain't gonna say no negative things about nobody. No, no, no. I mean, like, definitely prosperous, and we hope that you prosper, Heather. And, uh, yeah. and shout out to you. Yeah, it, it was what it was, and like. I thought she was a beautiful uh, human being at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever thoughts that I had about her then is what I got now, so that's all I know about her. So That's what's up, bro. So, so I want to know about, like, growing up, you know, taking that big, big, big trip, you know, from Oakland to California. How did that affect um, the way you thought, the way you uh, – moved about around St. Louis and, you know what I'm saying, the things that you had to learn about St. Louis that, you know, Oakland didn't probably prepare you for or, you know what I'm saying, just being in the Midwest in general, mm. how the, the, the weather changed, how the the climate changed is different for you. Like, how, right. how was that coming up? This is a great question, bro. Like, bro, I will not bullshit you. When I was coming out here, when I was coming out there to St. Louis from Oakland, bro, I have never seen snow. Right. At the time. Uh-huh. And, like, I was hella, like, I was elated. I was excited to come out and go to St. Louis. I'm like, bro, I'm finna finally be in snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm finna finally be in snow. So, and mind you, Oakland is, you know, Bay Area is, is it's like it's a very diverse um, city and mm-hmm. 
in place. And so going from where I went to to St. Louis was kind of like a culture shock at the time. Meaning, I didn't see like so many black like I never been somewhere where it was so black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in Oakland, I remember at the time I always grew up around like Mexicans, Asians, whites, and blacks. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like going from there to um, St. Louis was a culture shock to me. And then it being so damn cold, I was like, okay, I didn't mean to ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you praying on the way the next exit, huh? Oh, me, bro. I'm like, okay. Shit, when we going back, off. <laughs> but I ended up coming to like it, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and actually really enjoying St. Louis as I grew up because I started getting used to the environment. I started getting used to the people, and I started finding like my tribe at the time growing up. For sure, for sure, bro. So speaking of tribes and things like that, what was some of your musical influences and things that made you make the music that you make, or that gives you some idea, or you know anything that in, like influenced your thoughts on music? You know, it's interesting. I actually thought about this the other day. Like, I thought about, like, kind of, like, the first instance that I kind of had the feeling like I wanted to create music. And I remember it was when I first went to St. Louis and I went to the Led Zeppelin house. Uh-huh. I, remember, I remember my mom telling me that, uh, like, about the, um, you know, that, that uh, you know, on, the, um, on those ice cream trucks. You know that song that plays like on all ice cream trucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now see, that was Led Zeppelin. That was a black man that created that song. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going like her. I remember my mom taking me to his uh, historical house in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I was, and then it was like, I remember that was like one of the first times that I thought like, damn, I would love to like play an instrument or make music like because mm-hmm. of that. And I was like around. That was when I was like eight when I first got the single. Right. And um. But recently, though, like in middle school, my favorite artist was Drake. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like when I first heard Drake, I'm like, damn, this dude is cold. I relate to this. But then growing up and being around my family. My mother, she would, uh, my father, he was in love with um, Marvin Gaye music. Mm-hmm. And my mother, she would always play uh, Aretha Franklin, Billie uh, uh, Holiday, uh, mm-hmm. Sam Cooke, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, what's her name? Um, like she, like my mom was always like playing older music, blues, jazz, uh, shit, Michael Jackson, like all of that type of music. Like I grew up on, even the Beatles. Like I used to listen to some of the Beatles songs. Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, that's how I grew up. Like I grew up listening to more of that music. And then my sister, she would always play like the the R and B. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Pretty Rickies, yeah. Like, no, nah, no, nah, not no. Nah, before that, like, she would play, um, oh, like, Deep Sweat and all them. Yeah, she would play, like, Drew Hill. Um, she would play Drew Hill, Mariah Carey, uh, a lot of Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> she always played, uh, that. I, I used to, I ain't gonna say, I used to love Drew Hill, though. Jagged Edge, um, she played uh, a lot, of, like a lot of R and B at that time. Alicia Keys. Um, Alicia Keys was that girl, man. What was that? What's that deal? So Usher, of course, Usher. Usher was man, and so I was like, and I because I, I thought about this, and I was like, wow, those I was really influenced by a lot of that that style mm-hmm. of music. And another 
part of the influence is how I was brought up was was being a black Muslim, growing right. up a black Muslim, and seeing almost feeling like I see the world from a different lens than most mm-hmm. other black people. And I and then being from Oakland and having a a diverse type of mind and coming to St. Louis and seeing so many closed minded people, it was like like I said, it was a culture shock for me and in mm-hmm. that I feel like my music has always been like always felt like I was like was it what's the word? Um inclusive or not not inclusive but enclosed. Like I've always felt like I was enclosed. I was always separate. Like mm-hmm. even even when I make music now, I feel like my music don't sound like nobody, and I feel like it's a it's in a zone of its own because of how it was brought up. And I think and the way I view things. And I mean, that's t- that's definitely a, a plus. I mean, that they that adds to your character. That adds to um, your your listeners and something new that they can, you know, what I'm saying, grow to love and you know, definitely support. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> and, and side note, bro, I used to hate going to sleep in the room with you, bro. You <laughs> stay playing Drake. I'm like, bro, I started liking Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, he is really important. But, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that one. Man, I ain't gonna fake it. Yeah, I did used to play Drake like all the time. <laughs> okay, it was a lie. Why does it call you a Drake ass nigga, man? I mean, that uh, nothing was the same. Stop it. Man. That's, man, that album was crazy. That and Party Next Door, I used to play that like out. Straight up, bro. I used to play that shit out. I got some more questions from people. What they say? Uh, um. Oh, okay. This person says, uh, "What's your take on black love?" Oh, that's yeah. That's a, definitely a great question. Uh, man, my view on black love is is I've always viewed black love as the only love in my mind. Like, not the only love, but like. I've always viewed black love as like the only thing that I can truly see. Mm-hmm. You know, and why is that? It was like I've only felt love for my mom. I've only felt love for my people, and I feel a, a overwhelming sense and pride in protecting my people, and an over sense of pride of protecting the black woman in general mm-hmm. and the child. Because if you look. And another thing about black love is the black love is to love yourself as well. So I love myself more than anything in this world. Mm-hmm. And in me loving myself, I love that means I love my skin. Right. And I love the way that I look. I love my nose. I love my eyes. I love my lips. And when I see myself, I see my people. And when I see my people, that means I see the black woman. I see mm-hmm. the black man. Like I said, I see the black child. And I see the black family within my mind. Mm-hmm. And I see that and I see the power behind loving self and loving family. When you love yourself and you love family, you literally given power towards your race, towards your group of people. And so, and towards the, the uh, making sure that that your your seed and your legacy goes on. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Making sure that like you protect that. Making sure that that y'all are that you securing y'all futures mm-hmm. down the line for lineage for y'all lineage. And making sure that you no longer attacking your brother, but you helping your brother up. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you no longer um, hurting your your wife, hurting your sister, but you building them up, and that's what to me I feel like black love is. is black love is is an unconditional sense for your people. It's an unconditional sense for your woman. 
in a, in vice versa. It's an unconditional sense for family and building with others and mm-hmm. supporting black people and supporting um our supporting our growth, our unity, our justice, our freedom. Definitely. So yeah, that was a great question. That's what's up. So that question leads on to to this question and I feel like it ties in with the topic that we're on right now. Who is your hero? Hmm. Who's my hero? It's kind of like a tough one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, my to you, look, we, 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 we play with the brain. We, we, we want you to expand your horizon. We want you to dig deep in the depths of your soul and really, you know, yeah, yeah, I dig. some things with yourself that, you know, you never even realized that, like, hold on, this person or these people are my hero or you know what I'm saying? Just Yeah, you hit me with the deeps. <laughs> you hit me with the deep in the questions. Okay. Who's my hero? Like I don't want to be selfish and say me. But like I I don't know, I think hero as in like like who I look up to the most. A parent, a celebrity, an influential person in one's life. Like who? Who's your hero? I say, I mean, in my life, I feel like it was it was just multiple people in multiple situations that became my hero. Like but who? But who was that 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 person above them all that just like set the bar? I mean, well, my mother always went high and beyond. For me and my siblings, so matter of fact, she was always there, and she always did what she could to make sure that we was somewhat good. And so, you know, what I'm saying, it had a, a roof on our a roof under us, even when we didn't like. She made sure like we was somewhere. You know, what I'm saying for sure, like. Because I thought, like, I was thinking about this earlier. I was talking to someone about this. It's like, I don't even think, I honestly don't even think my pops ever took me to the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I don't, I can't remember a time where I went to the movie theaters with my pops. Mm-hmm. Like, and he paid for it or something like that. Like, I think I remember him probably dropping me off before, but I don't mm-hmm. remember going to, like, you know what I'm saying, like, So yeah, I think my mom is like she's been the biggest inspiration in my life. She got rheumatoid arthritis. She had nine children, and she's she she yeah she's my biggest hero. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a good question. That was a, that was a great question. That's okay. one of that's one of the me two questions. Right. <laughs> Hey, so uh, if you could work with anybody in this industry, friend or foe, enemy or or ally, you know, who would be your ideal person to work work with in this industry, man? So, if I could work with somebody in the industry right now, it would be Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller. Yep. Explain to me why you think Bryson Tiller is the person that most influenced you to want to work with them. That I, I want to know what's going on with that. Well, I mean, I think I think Bryson Tiller is a. I think he's a really humble human being. Uh huh. And I think that if we got into a studio together and we actually sat there and like talked, bro, I think we would be like hell of cool and I think we will have like similar mindsets and I think we really vibe. Yeah. I think I think he wanna know people that like if you sit there and have a conversation with him like 
all the shit, you all, y'all gonna start seeing all the shit y'all fuck with. And y'all just be hella cool. Like, yeah. He seemed like a real chill motherfucker. And that's what I gravitate to is people that's just like down to earth. Yeah. It's like, in my head, I wanna fuck with Drake. I wanna fuck with Black and them. But it's like, Drake, Drake established he got everything going for him. Like, I'd rather meet him when I'm, you know what I'm saying? I got shit going. Yeah. And like, and Black, he a new artist. He just on the scene, so he's dealing with a lot of people, like, want to work with him and want to, you know what I'm saying? So I'd rather fuck with Bryce Tiller right now because he got a lot to prove still. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He feel like his second album wasn't, like, so he in that mode to where, what was that? He in that mode. He in that mode to where he like really want to like, like work hard and like, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I fuck with. But I fuck with his music too. You know, like, it's inspiring. Yeah. Like I and I like how he came up. Like it was just like it was off the strength. Yeah, and it was raw and like unfiltered. Yeah, it was just through word of mouth. Like that don't really happen that that often no more. Mm-hmm. It's like it just came through the grapevine. Like I like when I like when artists get on like that. I feel it, yeah, bro. Cause like, it it makes it that more like it makes it that much more uh wanting to be attained, because it's like, damn, music can still be organic. Yeah, like you know, it can still be like one of those like, damn, y'all hear this? Like, right? You know what I'm saying? It don't have to be a label. It don't have to. It was just one of the moments to where he dropped a song and then he woke up the next day and like, damn, I'm famous. <laughs> For sure. Like, but, yeah. That's like the dream of every artist is just drop a song, wake up the next day, got a million views on a song. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, man. And that just all that is is going hard and you know what I'm saying. Uh, Staying consistent, persistent on your music, and just keeping, keeping it, keeping up with the time and hard work and dedication, bro. Brian, why you ain't bring no bean pot to this podcast? Hey man, look, I don't eat. You know where I'm at? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't come to me sideways, man. You know where I'm at. I need a bean pie. <laughs> you know where I'm at, brother. I just need to I say this. Down. I none of that happened around here, boy. I just need to say this one time, okay? Whoever listened to this part, to this interview, um, I am a bean pie kind of sort. So if you ever meet me, please don't come empty-handed. Please come with a bean pie, because I'll, I'll just love you forever after that. And make sure, <laughs> make sure the bean pie is, is a good bean pie. Preferably a Chicago bean pie. Come with those, you know, we're going to be best friends. He said preferably. <laughs> yeah, so look. Now, the question is about to get even deeper, bro. You know? Okay, I'm ready. ready. If you had to describe yourself in three words, it would be Um, patient, persistent, I mean, persistent, and creative. So, let's get on the patient. What do you mean by patient? Like, I'm one of those people that can really be to himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And really be like that for a long time. Like I don't. I'm one of those people. That I don't. I don't have to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I want one. 
I, I don't have to uh, be in other people's faces. I don't have to go out. I don't have to drink. I don't have to smoke. I just pride myself in being patient. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, my emotions, yeah, they, they clouded me right now, but if I just give it a little, another minute, I'm not going to feel the same feeling no more. Just be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm, like, when I got urges, when I want to eat something I know I'm not supposed to eat, I just tell myself, like, nah, just drink some water. Just be patient. It's cool. It's just the urge. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've always been, like, a really patient person. I can even sit there in a line, like, if a line is hella long, I'm like, okay. I know I'm not going to, like, you got to stand in line. Right. If you, if you mean, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. So why be mad about it? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I think about shit, and that's how I think about life. And it's like life is like we do got a long life to live. Like mm-hmm. we do, and it's like we stay at a pace, which leads to persistence. Yeah, stay persistent. You know what I'm saying? And be patient. Cause then it's like I don't, I even don't even like being on Instagram too much and like just looking at other people's shit and all that. It's like my time will come. I just gotta be patient. If mm-hmm. I stay on that shit and watching other people watching what they do, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm gonna get too. I'm gonna get anxious. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like that. So I'm like, let me stay patient. Let me stay prayed up. And let me stay working. And so that. Like you said, that ties into my persistence. It's like I feel like I keep going, mm-hmm. no matter what. I don't stop. Like I, even, I go through modes where I don't want to work. I just want to chill. I just want to. But it snap back on always. Like I'm always snapped on. I'm always get a new idea, and I always keep creating. I, I'm persistent about that. And I know what I want. I know what I want out of life. I imagine it. I think about it. I affirm it. I talk about it. I, I work towards it because that's what I want. I'm persistent. What was my last one I said? <laughs> creative. And creative, of course. And then I've always been creative. I mean, my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember, I went to college for the actual uh, art and drawing. Like, I didn't even go to breaking college. up. Slow down, slow down. You breaking up? I'm breaking up. Can you hear? Brian. Yeah. Can I? Can you hear me clear? Yeah, I got you. All right, cool. Yeah, so I went to you know I went to college for um, for drawing and graphic design. It's like a lot of people don't know that about me is that I'm actually no. <laughs> what is going on? Not what you were saying. You can hear me good? Yeah. All right, yeah, I was saying like even you know, like I mean I went to college for drawing and graphic yeah. design. Like before the music it was it was it was art. I was into art. I was into to painting. I was into drawing. Uh, I was if the music like if I didn't get into music, I would probably today. I would probably be like, I would definitely be like one of those like I'd be an anime artist or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be drawing like I know I would. And you can, and that, that, I mean, your passion doesn't stop. I mean, if you're an artist, you're an artist. Exactly. You know? So, uh, I feel if you want to do art shows or if you want to host this or that with art or, you know what I'm saying, show, show urban art and and what, what people have to bring to the table, that, that, that's definitely a, a, a thing that you should, you know, look out for, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about uh, I'm a, I'm always thinking about drawing and stuff again. But 
It's just that, that ain't like, something that you lose. You always gonna have that. Yeah, I'm always gonna have it. It's just that right now I'm just more focused on music. For sure. But I know that it's gonna definitely be a time where I'm gonna like probably like chill off on the music and just go forward to drawing and shit again. Like, for, for like I mean, you ain't gotta put one thing down to do something else though. I mean, no, you, you don't. You all this shit together. You don't. A triple threat. You never know. Matter of fact, I might shit. <laughs> I actually might start drawing again. You know what? I actually might start drawing again. See, people, now y'all, y'all, y'all see how, how, how great minds, you know, uh, try to push each other to for for more greatness and, and and not try to bring each other down or hate on each other because of what somebody ain't got or what this person need and you know it's it's all about elevating the mind of of your your partners and your your people that you know what I'm saying you want to see succeed yeah your friends and your family and even strangers, man. Cause everybody need it, man. For real, man. Cause this, this, this world has turned us as a people against each other, man. And, and it's, it's, it's gonna be, it's hard. It's gonna be hard to, you know, what I'm saying, shake this shit. But hey, that's why we start with we us. Here. Yeah, that's why I start with us, man. Straight up, man. It started with us, and we, um, as long as we change ourselves, we change the world. Yeah. Shit. Changing the world happens one person at a time. Yeah. So, I know the listeners, gonna, uh, they already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. <laughs> if you can have an endless supply of any food, what would you get? <laughs> Dude, hilarious. You know what I'm about to say. What? what? <laughs> One, two, three. Bean pie. Bean pie. I'm weak. Give me some bean pie anytime of the day, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I wish I had some right now. <laughs> Man, I can dig it. I ain't nothing wrong with it, brother. Bro, bean pot, just give me bean pot. I need it. I crave it. Look, right. look, 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 hold on, hold on. It's it's bean pot. It's blue magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, it's a monster for your ass. Huh? It's a name brand. I stand behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Fuck no. Oh, so, um, I don't know if I asked you this question. I might have. Um, I might have. I'm. I'm. I might not have. Um. What do you value most in life? Now you didn't ask me that. Um, what I value most is a peace of mind. I value like my mm. peace of mind the most. Mm. That's like, deep. I, you know, I felt that when you said that. And I'm going to give my explanation after you give yours. Yeah, I mean, I feel like being able to be yourself at all times is key in mm-hmm. life. And I feel that in order for you to be yourself, you got to work hard and you got to be like, you got to work for what you want because the only, only way that you can be yourself is if you work hard, like. Yes, you gotta have money. You gotta have things. You gotta, because I know who myself is. My natural self 
all I want to do really is just travel the world and be and get a wife and have a wife and we just be disconnected from everything. But in order to do that, you gotta have money. And in order yeah. to do that, you gotta work towards what the fuck you want. And that's the peace exactly. of mind. Yeah. Like and this ties <laughs> back into being having a peace of mind. Like that's what a peace of mind is, is like knowing that you can build a family and without any like at least at least without the financial problems. Mm-hmm. At least without that. Let me deal I can deal with the emotions. I can deal with the with the mental with all of that because I'm dealing with it right now. And it's just like I just need a peace of mind. That's all I want in life. Cause I know that if I can if I can figure out how to make sure that I always have a peace of mind, I can teach other people. Yeah. And I, and then now you got a lot more black people, a lot more people with a peace of mind. And I feel like that's what we need in this world is people have to be, be more at peace. Mm-hmm. Freedom, justice, equality, and peace. I feel it, bro. And my my explanation of a peace of mind, you know, I grew up the only child. Mm-hmm. It was just me. So, I had a lot of time to myself, man. And sometimes in life, people like can't grow out of that or like they get stubborn and don't want to grow out of that. Mm-hmm. And I have found myself like I feel like I'll go crazy if I don't have my peace of mind like to myself where I can just, you know, vibe out and have my thoughts. Yeah, my God. And, like, I I definitely agree with you on that. Like, like, having a peace of mind, bro, to, like, really get your shit together and and make sure that uh, uh, all of your I's are dotted and your T's across, like, like, that's very valuable. And, yeah. When that's taken away, it's like you know what I'm saying. You, you're like, how can I put it? It's like it's a crutch. Like it is. Like it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling at all. And once, once people, like you said, it starts with us. We have to teach people, you know what I'm saying? You need a peace of mind to really get far or even get get on your toes to thinking about something innovative or changing your lifestyle up. You know, you need a peace of mind to really think about that and take time to really put towards what your what your passion is and and how you want to make your passion work for you. And and I, that's how I feel that your 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 mom she how she instilled it in you was with through the music and through her loving on you and making sure that you know what I'm saying that she educated you the right way straight up and, and she matter of fact she gave me like you right because. And her teaching me Islam was her way of giving me a peace of mind. Cause in all actuality, when it when it comes to me being stressed or feeling depressed or anxiety, any of those things, I always think back to Allah. I always think back to God. Like that's the first person I call on is Allah when I feel anything. When I ask Allah, like I just ask Allah for guidance to help me through whatever I'm feeling or whatever. Um, whatever when I'm feeling lazy when I'm feeling um, a lack of ambition when I'm feeling all those things I just ask God to to, to show me the way like and then I, I figure it out like uh-huh. and I and I truly believe that Islam was the thing that has kept me together all of these years like I truly believe that because without it I feel like I would have been like I'm dead right now or like just in the streets Mm-hmm. And I fuck around. I fuck around. Priority be rich right now, but it it will be off for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, bro. Cause like with like with a peace of mind, bro. Like 
I can tell you, I done talked myself out of a whole lot of bullshit. A whole lot, bro. And just, you know what I'm saying, choosing this path instead of this path, like Wilma Warren. You remember Miss Warren, bro, from 8th grade, Gateway Middle? Mm-hmm. And she told us about that Robert Frost poem, The uh, Road uh, the road Not Yet Traveled. Yeah. And it say, two roads diverged in the yellow wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And that's and that stuck with me since eighth grade, bro. Damn near twelve years ago. <laughs> I remember. I remember. And, I remember that. And that 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 stuck with me all these years, man. Take the road less traveled by. Stop being a motherfucking follower, and, and take this path, and 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 lead, and and, and you form a a um a, a following. Man, it ain't no way that you can't win, and that's what she was trying to teach us back then, bro. And I get it now. Exactly, mm-hmm. like that's the thing about that's the thing about knowledge, and it's the thing about information is that. What I learned is you may read something now, but you probably won't even get what you just read till three years later. Yeah. And that's the beauty of knowledge. That's the beauty of of words. Uh-huh. That's the beauty of reading, actually. Poems and art. Is that art is always what you feel now is how you going to translate it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when an artist creates a piece, they create it from feelings and they create it from a mind. And a mind is the most complex organ on the, in the universe. And what artists created through the mind is created from all of these different paths, feelings, emotions, and thoughts, processes, and so when someone listens to your music, they're not just listening to a story. They're not just listening to um, a rhyme scheme. They're not just listening to a melody. They're listening to um, an encompass of who that person is. Yeah. Like as a whole, they listen to a whole universe. A whole dimension is a whole frequency. <laughs> Yeah, I like your style, my brother. <laughs> you sound like like you was born in the nineteen seventies just now. <laughs> <laughs> I like can you dig it? Look at that. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, man. So we're gonna take it to to the industry, man, and how you feel the industry is going at like which which way do do you think like the fan base is swaying nowadays and how you feel hip hop and R and B uh connects to you and how you wanna, you know what I'm saying, make it work for you. Well, I mean what I see in the music industry right now is like cheap talent is being pushed the most. Like, people who has the ensemble, who has the look, who has all of these things, and they just creating artists out of people. Right. Like, like that's what I see what's going on. People with no prior um, no prior uh, knowledge in music or rap or whatever, songwriting, they, they becoming stars now because it's easy to, it's, it's like there's machines even with Cardi B even with uh, 6 9 and all these different artists is like they just images people are falling in love with images and no no discredit to Cardi B because she did work hard for where she at now but 
Yeah, she damn, she got a Grammy. She did something right. Yeah, she she worked hard, but it's like you know, most of these artists they not even you know they not writing their own music and they're not really putting in that that true artistry. But I feel like that's where music is at now. Is is at a point to where gimmicks or people and their um, personalities is what's being sold. And it's not the music, because you can go on the radio and, and hear some bullshit and know that it's not about the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just about, like, personalities and who got the bag at the moment. But what I'm seeing and what the shift is going to occur is more and more people are listening to good music again. Like... And what you mean by that? I mean by, like, there's even a shift within the consciousness of, of human beings, of other people. And uh-huh. people are starting to go back into that sense of, like, no, nah, I want to hear some more of this, like, either good feeling music, conscious music, or something that's going to make me think. You know, something that's just going to give me something, give me some type of game, give me some type of wisdom, because I'm tired of hearing nothing. I'm tired of hearing just the sound. I'm tired of hearing niggas yell at my ear. I'm tired of hearing people talk about um, fucking designer bags and Louis shoes and fucking bitches and taking his hands. Like that's, I feel like that's dying out, because like, it's not a sustainable um yeah, because you 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 definitely can you can hear people like uh, famous decks and uh, um, rich the kid and all them and shit and like you they you know like in a couple of years we're not gonna be listening to them. No, not at all. And you hear people like just to keep shit one thousand. <laughs> you hear people like Trippy Red, like he he he's an all around rapper. He's universal. He mm-hmm. talks about all uh, type of shit in his music, and I would really fuck with Trippy. Like Trippy, that nigga tough. Did Trippy gonna be here? Trippy don't be here. Like, he's a young here. nigga, but he gonna be here. Like he gonna be here. Ain't yeah. no doubt in my mind that he ain't gonna be here. I feel like he just gonna keep growing. Like, because I think he's a true artist. Like, he write his shit. He he goes in the studio, work. You know what I'm saying? Work on that shit hard. He do what he gotta do. Yeah. I fuck with Trippy too. And he, he conscious too, bro. He he know these niggas out here, these these fake ass rappers out here and shit, like they not they really not about what they be talking yeah, about. He did this I mean, he a young. He a young and a lot of the youngest can see the veil, they can see the, the shroud. Motherfuckers know. A lot of people just play their part. That's all. Yeah. What you next to, bro? Because it's not like you got like a lot of noise going on. 